rock and roll will never die. At least not this Halloween. I've heard of raising spirits from the dead by incantations, right? Yes. I did that by playing the record backwards. And they is you. Sammy Kerr. He's a rock and roll nightmare. I am a big fan of yours. I've got all your records. Shut This message is meant for me. Sammy Kerr. His fans won't let him die. He won't let them live. You should be loyal to your hero. Make it turn on you. Looks like we better check out the party punch. Starring Mark Price from Family Ties, with special guest appearances by Ozzy Osbourne and Gene Simmons of Kiss. Come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? <laughs> Wake up, sleepyheads. It's party time right here on the Saturday Night Freak Show. We do this every week, or at least we try to. My name's Colin. I'm your host. I'm surrounded by the internet radio superstars. Brent. Gary. Travis. And tonight we watched my movie, Kicking Off, Raw Your Shocktober, Trick or Treat, the heavy metal horror movie from 1986, directed by Charles Martin Smith. If that name means anything to you, it's because he was towed in American Graffiti as an actor, and he was also in The Untouchables as the little guy who gets killed Oscar. in Wallace. <clears throat> Oscar Wallace. There you go. And he has since gone on to direct other things, including Dolphin's Tale 1 and 2. Holy moly. Still working. And he appears in this movie as the principal, Mr. Wembley. Willoughby. Wembley. Something. Suck it raw, Willoughby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I love this movie, so I'm just going to start off by saying. Yeah. Why did you make us watch this? <laughs> I love it. Uh, I saw this uh, not on its original, probably its original video release so back in 1986. Uh, you know, I had an affinity for the culture that it depicts, which is, you know, the, the rock and roll teenager. I mean, that was basically how old I was in high school at the time. You know, misfit, you know, nerd. And uh, this movie spoke to me, man. It spoke to me. It's got... Uh, uh, Mark Price, who was Skippy in the old show Family Ties with Michael J. Fox, uh, as a teenager metalhead who, um, he idolizes a rock star named Sammy Kerr, which I think is one of the great, like, all time, like, that's a, it's an awesome <laughs> rock star name. And when Sammy dies, say, in a- I, I, I like to think that, like, when, cause Skippy's not always on Family Ties, when he goes home, this is his, like, home <laughs> he life. He his hair out. Yeah. Like, this is going on and, you know, like a different world, a different <laughs> sitcom universe. Right. Don't taint his childhood. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he's done anything. So I haven't looked it up. I mean, nothing notable. Nothing that I remember. Notable because I haven't seen it. Was about yeah. it. Yeah, Sorry, man. I think he's about as like his. Oh, man, he's a whiny. He's a whiny actor. He's a very whiny sounding. But isn't actor. that why they got him for this part? Could I mean, be. I, it could be. Well, that made him sympathetic. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's picked upon in high school. I thought like the first. Uh, 
you know, the opening to this movie is pretty uh, strong. I mean, I think it works. You know, he's like, you see him getting persecuted by like the jocks, which is led by Doug Savant. He was in uh, Godzilla, the 1998 Godzilla. He was one of the military dudes. And then he was uh, had a career on Desperate Housewives. He was like one of the. He was also in Teen Wolf. Was he? Get you know, the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, I looked it up. Yeah, he played Brad in Teen Wolf. I'm sure he Holy was a Nazi douchebag. Yeah, yeah, because that's just his face, right? Yeah. He's always going to be the douchebag. But yeah, they pick on this kid. They, uh, in one of the most memorable things, they steal his, uh, they're in the locker room and they're throwing his cassette tapes and all his clothing around and lock him in the gym uh, without his towel. And all the girls are out there practicing, and they, of course, don't have cell phone cameras. They have Polaroids <laughs> <laughs> taking pictures of poor Eddie Weinbauer. And so his uh, his rock idol, Sammy Kerr, dies in a hotel fire, and he's given a uh, 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 like a studio master studio LP um, by Gene Simmons of Kiss, who plays uh, the disc jockey in the town. And by playing that backwards, he's able to resurrect Sammy Kerr from the dead comes back to get revenge on his tormentors. Which I wonder, okay, here's my <laughs> here's my problem with this whole thing. So imagine if Nuke, I mean, because you, you were supposed to having to play it backwards, right? But then somehow along the line, the movie became, you just had to play it? Yeah. And then, like, <laughs> the record would do it itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it was very... The spirit so, just kind of would take over. So that's why I'm wondering if Nuke never gave it to him. Like, like how would Sammy Kerr's curse... Things still would have taken well, place. Well, because you know Sammy's, I mean? Sammy's plan, Nuke says his his plan, Sammy's idea was to play the record at midnight on Halloween. Halloween. Right. Because Sammy Kerr, I mean, this is like a very, and this is what I didn't pick up on when I first saw the movie way back in the day, because I was too young, I guess, or something to put it together. But like, all of this, it's very insular. It's like Sammy Kerr went to the high school yeah. that Eddie goes to, graduated, so Eddie idolized him. You got out, man. You're one of Rock's chosen warriors. You're going to rule the apocalypse. <laughs> and uh, so uh, Sammy wants to play a Halloween concert there, and the PTA gets him banned. And so uh, he wants revenge on the entire town. <laughs> he couldn't even hold that that's in. Ridiculous. <laughs> I'm just saying that's ridiculous. like, I'm going to make a pack with Satan. I'm going to play that concert in my own high school. <laughs> like, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it takes all kinds. Oh, okay. yeah. They'll see. I'll show them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I too love, I've always loved what, what I've always deemed like the rock and roll horror movie. There's only like. There's like five. Yeah, there's rock and roll night, rock and roll nightmare, Black Rocktober Roses. Blood, Black Roses, Black Roses, Terror on Tour. I'm totally sure. <laughs> Terror on Tour. Well, there's a guy actually from the town we're from who was in that movie. I remember we had it at the video store I worked at, and he has like a cameo appearance. But it's like these these three guys, and they dress up like Kiss or something, kind of not not the band Kiss, but they got the white face makeup. Huh. Uh, I can't remember if they're killing people. Was that 80s, 70s? Yeah, it was 80s, mid-80s. Oh. Wasn't Monster Dog about a band that went out to a cabin to, like, work on an album? Yeah, that was Alice Cooper. They shot it in, like, Italy or something. And Yeah, but I I mean, it has a rock connection, yeah. But it's not like, you know... Heavy metal the power horror. of rock is right. yeah, which I love. I love that stuff. It's like I'm going to kill you with the power of my rock. Well, you know, what I mean? <laughs> even as the movie starts, you get that almost the uh, like on Motley Crue, their shout at the devil. That intro, you get the one where he's basically making a pact with Satan at the beginning. In yeah. the as the credits are rolling. Yeah. Well, you this know, is the thing. I there. guess where like we, you know. Uh, 
for those of you who weren't alive at the time, <laughs> right? So this carries a certain amount of nostalgia with it because at the time there was like this, uh, I mean, there was the satanic panic was in full fledged, especially uh, when it came to heavy metal. Well, yeah, there was like a connection there because there was this thing like at the time in the 80s, it was a very strange time, but everybody seemed to believe in small towns all across America that like uh, Satanism was happening in like their cornfields or their forests. It was. I mean, there's stories of that, you know, here. I'm sure there's like everywhere, you know, you listener probably, you know, you dig back far enough. But and then it, uh, you know, and then there was cases of uh, uh, satanic ritual abuse and like all these uh daycare centers where the kids would remember um you know being you know the 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 daycare people like flying around on broomsticks and stuff like that you know all these recovered memories which later it turned out not to be true but then there was you know so there was like pentagrams and stuff being well i mean just like in in towns and stuff pentagrams being painted on you know walls and businesses and out in parks and stuff and then that was linked to the music at the time which was you know motley crew i mean you know like you said had shout at the devil i mean everybody there seemed to be a connection between heavy metal which now is basically just hard rock right and uh and satanism or some kind of a cult well and, and and at the time i mean judas priest was being sued because of a child committing suicide his parents sued judas priest because his their music drove him to it because they said that the the judas priest had something back masked back masking yeah was something you can't do anymore but it was uh you would record a, a record or sorry an uh or a band would record messages and play them backwards that you could only hear by playing, like physically taking the say, record yeah, on the turntable. Was the first? Well, that was the one from uh, the song. Or song remains the same, wasn't it? It's Stairway to Heaven. Stairway if you play it backwards, it. It supposedly yeah. says. Give me zig zig zig. Yeah, yeah. Give me, oh, there's give also. Me zip, yeah. zip, zip, if you look it up on Wikipedia, <laughs> there's like all these albums where they actually. Well, see, oh, in yeah. those, like, there's there's back masking where you would record something and then you know just play the wave backwards. And then there was the supposed satanic influence where if you take my – what was it? Stairway to Heaven. And she's flying the stairway to heaven. You play that backwards. And it says, my sweet Satan or something like that. And they're like, that means the devil is playing those artists they, as they're they, singing. Well, they call them like warlock words. They say they're words that since they have the magic on them, yeah, they sound whatever one way. but And then like supposedly like there should be no reason why they should say, make up words playing backwards, but they do. Just yeah, because anybody can do it. I mean, you can you can do it and play it backwards and it sounds the same. I think, what was it? Uh, Queen had uh, another one bites the dust Queen, backwards. Yeah. Sounds like start to smoke marijuana or something like that. It's like, I mean, I, w- I remember watching Enough documentaries at the time, which were, you know, I mean, they believed that this was a legitimate but yeah, I think, phenomenon. I, w- I mean, I do believe this movie's about the satanic pain, but I think, yeah, I think more so. I think the movie's about the whole, like, what was it? Was Wasp the first one with the uh, uh, album cover censored? It was Fuck Like a Beast and it had Maybe. the... The, uh, what was it, a saw blade with mm-hmm. Fuck Like a Beast written in blood on it or whatever oh, the hell, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I think it was just, it was a huge time of like, I mean, think of like, okay, well, shit, I mean, almost like before the 80s, all music had to have the, like, the poet, the poetry of hiding your messages and shit like that. And then somehow, you know, they just like quit doing well, that. They were like able to just fucking Jethro start Tull or Led Zeppelin or, you know, I mean, there's a band called Coven out of the 70s. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's these different kind of like, I mean, they were kind of like witchy rock, you know, stuff right. that gave way in the 80s once metal came around. They The singers like adopted the persona, 
you know, and yeah. actually made that into their on-stage theatrics, which actually in the uh, in the in Trick or Treat, there's a video clip shown of Sammy Kerr on stage uh, biting a, yeah. a, a snake in half and pouring the blood all over. And that's made up of two, like, urban legends. One is that either Alice Cooper or Ozzy Osbourne Ozzie. or somebody bit the head off a live bat on Ozzie. stage. And then the snake is obviously Alice Cooper. You know, I mean, it, so yeah. they're just, it's, a, it's an amalgamation of like these other rock stars. Well, and the other thing too that I always thought it kind of touched on too was Gene Simmons used to spit the blood all the time. Right. When, yeah, when yeah. he was, you know, the demon. So, right, yeah, you know, yeah. and Kiss, and everybody like said 70s. at the time, Kiss, you know, Gene says it stands for keep it simple, stupid, but everybody back then, said that it stood for Knights and Satan Service. Yeah. So supposedly rumor has it that it was because they did not meet. They are a corporate. Kiss is a corporate band. They were put together. But some people say they were put together by their satanic church. I don't know if that's a fact. I'm just saying that's out there. But they are a corporate band. So they didn't like meet each other or whatever. They were put together. Well, I to be Kiss, so well, I remember being <laughs> a kid and talking about all the music. <laughs> the The supposed lyrics in "Stairway to Heaven" was "He came to me as a child in my dreams, sweet, sweet Satan," is what it says supposedly. Now we tried it on a reel to reel, playing it backwards, and if you get anything out of that, you're probably messed up to begin with. So <laughs> well, that's, that's all I'm saying on yeah, that. Yeah. You're, you're listening for it, it because you you believe that like <gasps> this is corrupting my children. Mm-hmm. I mean, it became like because this is this is where you got the the Tipper Gore. Al Gore's wife, before he ran for president, she was famous because she headed up like some committee, like senatorial committee or house committee, something or like concerned parents committee where they actually got the reason that you have uh, warning labels on your uh, music now. Like parental advisory. Yeah, that's yeah. because of the Tipper Gore uh, push. You know, it's like it because it's a response that was to this music. And- badass. Like that meant that this was something that, like as a kid growing up, like I would get the discs with, uh, you know, parental advisory. It's like, this is going to be awesome. Right. right. Because I had you. That. <laughs> and, and you couldn't buy those at Walmart. Right. You, yeah. You couldn't well, they get always them had the censored them. But then they'd sell you an R rated movie. It never made any sense. Oh, to sure. Me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whatever. But, well, but this went back even further. I mean, if you go back to Eagles, the Hotel California, a lot of people, the rumors in the day where it was about the Hotel California yes. where Anton LaVey started the first Church yeah. of Satan. Mm-hmm. You know, and everybody else is like, oh, no, no, it's about cocaine use. And I'm like, I don't think no, so. Anton LaVey's in the astral vinyl cover. Like, they're all the band and all these people are standing at the bottom of the hotel. And in the way in the, like, on the top of the stairs, way in the background in the dark, Anton LaVey's. Oh, yeah, dude. Rock and roll is all Satan. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> It's true. It kind of is true. It's it's very funny. I mean, I like this type of music because, you know, I grew up, like, thinking, you know, it's fun. You know, Dio Sabbath, it's fun. You know, the whole, like, I mean, it, you know, I'm I'm fucking positive most of the shit's theatrics. But then you got your few people, like 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 Led Zeppelin, they recorded, they well, shit, dude, did they buy Aleister Crowley's house? It was or they it, recorded well, that's where it, they wrote. Know? That's where so they it's wrote. So like if Stairway these guys aren't into fucking Satanism, they wouldn't, yeah, like. It was at Aleister use, Crowley's use, castle. Uh, like the guy, the guy that created Satanism's fucking house. That's Anton LaVey. Crowley was like a well, magician. Well, he was so a warlock. the guy that yeah. created, Crowley created it, and then Anton LaVey was just like a priest or whatever. But Crowley. Well, Crowley, or the uh, yeah, but LeVay actually founded like a legitimate, like church. as a business, the Church of Satan. He's the one who published the yeah. Satanic Bible, which I remember that was like well, a thing at the time they, that you could buy a Satanic Bible, like right next to a Holy Bible yep. on like a bookstore well, that was that. Made well, they even had him freak in, out. in public libraries for a long time too. I don't know but if they Alistair, still do. But Alistair Crowley, have. he wrote before the Satanic, the first Satanic Bible is called the Book of Law. That's the book Alistair Crowley, oh, wrote, uh, the Book of yeah. Law. 
yeah. and that's why like oh dude just just google like how many uh musicians have have uh do as thy will let that be the only law and that's like the main thing of satanism there's there's things with jay-z wearing t-shirts that say that there's i mean it really i think it really is in that culture for some weird reason it's weird very well, it was just kind of cool. I thought, I think at the time that, you know, that they were able to spin that out into, I think, you know, again, this is my opinion. I think that this is the most successful of the heavy metal horror movies. I mean, obviously it's going to be a very select few because that era has long passed and, you know, but at the time they were trying to, to do these, I'm not sure which one came first. I, Liz, I want to say Black Roses was like 87 or something yeah, like that because right after Visual this. Lies was Lizzie Borden's album that really, well, uh, Me Against the World was the big single that was in Black Roses. I'll talk about that later when we when my wrap up. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to talk about another rock and roll movie in my wrap up. Uh, prime material for later. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, uh, any, like, nothing about this film. I mean, this is totally exploiting that whole oh, yeah. idea. Of, oh, like, yeah. Exploiting the whole, like, parents don't understand. That's the only reason I don't like this kid, man. This kid's like, okay, I was, I was this kid. This is why I don't like this movie, right? I was this kid. But I didn't fucking like. Like, go crying to my bed, kick in the air, like, oh, I hate it, I hate it. Well, like, oh, his, God, yeah, but this is not but his whole world. His whole world right now. He finds out that <laughs> Sammy Kerr died, and like, at the beginning, he's writing it, like letters to Sammy Kerr. Yeah, like, like the letter to Sammy yeah, Kerr. It's like, I don't know if that is metal, man. Like, I think that kid thought he was metal. Yeah. The kid's not metal. No, because Sammy oh, Kerr was like, true metal has, you know, whatever right. the fuck he says, like, yeah. <laughs> Well, and he wrote that real heartfelt letter that only you, I'm, I think things in my head that only you would understand. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, not quite Christian Slater and Heathers, but, you know, he does <laughs> yeah. want not a little bit just between that and myself. Revenge of the Nerds. It's somewhere where he fell. He yeah. wanted to get revenge, but I just not, I don't think he wanted to go to that extreme with it. He wanted to do what he did to the jocks, you know, <laughs> right, embarrass yeah, them. Yeah. He wanted he to embarrass them. Yeah. 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 He didn't, he didn't want to tear out their souls. He just, he just wanted to make them look stupid for That's a minute. That's why I don't understand this movie, right? It's like, dude, if your fucking record is talking backwards, it's like, come on, dude, get a clue. Has this guy never heard of a Bible? He's only been listening to Sammy Kerr. It's like, my record's talking to me. We're going to get those bastards. Yeah, but at that point in time for this character, that had to be like the greatest thing because like now he's got a personal connection. Like it's always been a one-way street. He's been writing stuff to Sammy Kerr, who's a rock star. He's like never probably even reading his fan mail or whatever, but the kid believes that like no one understands this but you because I'm a fan of yours and I go to the school that you went to and you know what I'm talking about. No one else understands this but me and you, man. And uh, so when he finally is talking, you know, he plays the record backwards and establishes a two way communication then it's like holy crap i've got like my own personal sammy kerr here and like we're buddies and he's telling me how i can get revenge on on these oh yeah jocks. you definitely see his face light up when the album says ragman yeah. it, it calls his name so yeah. he's yeah he's really excited about that well let's uh the other thing too real quick is when it showed about sammy kerr's death leading up to it when it showed him at that senate subcommittee and he's telling them you know and they're like well would you want your children to grow up around rock and roll and rock and roll musicians this is one of my favorite lines would you want your kids to grow up around politicians and politics yeah you know that's you can't yeah. legislate morality we will, we will take, bring you down man yeah. we will bring you down yeah. that's <laughs> what i'm saying yeah he just he was he was on stage all the time sammy kerr lived it i see this is the other thing i love about this movie it's like you know like as far as like casting goes 
Maybe the lip sync. Okay, it could be an issue. <laughs> I, but the guy they cast as Sammy Kerr is like there 100% in every fucking scene that he's in. He's there to do it, man. Right. And he's like, he, he was a dancer, I guess. He was on Solid Gold or something. Yeah. Tony <laughs> Fields. He, he's he passed probably away to, oh, of AIDS in oh, 1995, oh, I believe. But, I mean, like, you can tell that he's got a physicality to his, like, onstage antics. I mean, he's jumping around and spinning and doing all this stuff that you're like, man, this is like a fucking heavy metal show yeah, right here. There's yeah. no heavy metal like uh, performer that performs like this. Right. <laughs> you know? It's like, man, it's electrifying. Literally. It is. <laughs> yeah, the whole film is. I was going to say, I don't know why this kid sort of... It's like, he's got a pretty good best friend, right? And then, like, as soon uh. as... Okay, he's, there's yeah, one scene that guy where cares like, about him a lot. Yeah, that guy cares about him a lot, and he don't see him at all. He's like, Sammy Kerr's not my friend, though. It's like, Jesus, dude. <laughs> and then, like, yeah. okay, there's the scene where he's like, hey, girl, and she passes. But as soon as Sammy Kerr dies, that chick is in love with him. As soon as Sammy Kerr oh. dies, she wants yeah. to suck his dick, and he just won't. Like, no. She's like, come to the pool party. Come yeah. to this other party, please. But it's, it's because the, the key for that is she's the only one who feels sympathy for him. They set that up in one shot. I thought yep. that it works. She's the only one that feels sympathy for him when he's being embarrassed. So she's then the one who has to, you know, the, 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 the group of jocks is sent to, like, you know, deliver this picture to the kid. And she's like, you know, maybe we can make it better. You know, it's like, why don't you go to the pool party? When he goes to the pool party, they attack him. She's not there. And, he, and then he blame you know, like, you set me up. And, you know, she's like, I was late. My mom didn't get home. Well, well, but if she and, was there, she was, well, they would have all been friends. I don't get this. Well, I think she would have protected him I think and stopped him. She would them. have tried to be a liaison to yeah. try and, you know. Yeah. There would have yeah. been well, somebody on his side. And, and like I was saying to Brent during the film, was that uh, when you see that scene that you're talking about and the girls are playing volleyball and the one girl runs off, you know she's going to get a camera because she, she just got that, that look to her. Mm-hmm. And then the other girl, she's smiling. The, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She's, she thinks it's funny too yeah. until they actually take the picture and then her face changes and she realizes yeah. she they went has too far. For him. Yeah. And I think that's the connection that then they try to, you know, establish throughout up. the rest of the movie and it grows into a little romance, you know. I think it's okay. Is it a romance? That's what I'm saying. Kind of, he's in love with her and she's. There's a scene, the, the shot Kurt that does it for me him. is uh, in the, when they're in the uh, the cop car. At the end, and he hits the lights. He's like, "I've always wanted to do that." She looks at him, and that's the that's the moment that's, where she's that, like, uh, "I kind of like this." Guy. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. She's found a new admiration for him. Yeah, yeah I saw that too. Did that's, they ever kiss? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he kisses her. her. Like, I'm sorry, the worst on-screen kiss I've ever seen. Well, that's the most awkward. It didn't seem like she wanted to block it out. Maybe I blocked. No, it out. that's one. Remember, that's one where I said, "Well, just remember, if I don't come back, I'm going to tell all my friends I went all the way. Oh, we went all the way." Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kisses right? yeah. it before he heads off in his yeah. suicide at mission. At the radio station. To kill Sam yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, for a horror movie, like, nothing happens in this movie, guys. I'm so sorry. What nothing. the hell? For, what are you talking he, about? Okay, it's like, get revenge on your friends. He's like, I will. I'm going to set this mop bucket here. I'm going to put a chair here. He starts wily coyote you, you, you never played Mousetrap, did you? <laughs> Mousetrap, yeah. And then he's just like, here's some spaghetti for you. And fucking spill some spaghetti on him. Well, Oh, right. Like that he's not going to get his ass whipped. And he's just like, I'm going to run to the school. So he basically, the record, Sammy Kerr from Beyond the Grave gives him tools to like. Dude, Back to the Future this up. came out. Okay. They wanted bad guys to chase this guy. This is <laughs> Maybe. Back to Maybe. The- <laughs> but they set it up so like the, the attacks 
go. For, it's almost like Sammy Kerr is gaining in his strength somehow, and like building amount, a little at a time. Yeah, he can talk to him a little bit, then he can talk to him more, then he can actually possess like the tape deck, and then he can you know possess the tape and all this. And he's like, it is kind of a Faustinian bargain where he's getting in further and further until uh, there is an incident that involves somebody going to the hospital and that's the second thing that happens in this movie a girl gets her ears well she gets masturbated by some weird monster <laughs> that's yeah, actually like, sammy's tattoo that yeah demon the is demon his that's like his, his shoulder his that's weird. totem or and something. you never because that's the is that the only time you see the ghostbusters graphics where it's like oh, yeah, yeah, with yeah, the green, yeah that's why i said green I equals scene, evil green, yeah green <laughs> equals evil that's an awesome scene. one part i like about this movie is like okay being like i saw this on a 14 probably, right? So when it's like, come to the pool party, there's just this one chick with her top off. It's like, there's the slut, you know? Yeah, she's but... The school. That was a thrill for a 14-year-old. And then this, once again, the fucking... I'm the scene listen, in the car? Oh, yeah, listen to the tape, and she's like starting to jack off or whatever the fuck she's starting to do. Well, he is with his green glowing... Oh, whatever. Well, you know, whatever yeah, because that hand, I couldn't tell if that was going for panty or the, the knob. Well, I couldn't tell what that was doing there, yeah. but it was close. Either way, it could have went... There. Yeah, yeah smoke, later. smoke hand. The knob. Yeah. <laughs> the, hey, I was trying to self censor, and that's <laughs> that's also the only time you see she like might the going for the radio. Practical monster. Yeah, the was just like, dude, how does that guy not show up at least one more time in this fucking movie? They made a practical monster just for this car scene. Yeah, I think was he even on the back cover when the movie art. He was like on the front so. cover, yeah, yeah. wasn't one he? Of them, it's right there, right? No, but the video, uh, I got the poster, that's what we're pointing at, but the the video cover, I think, does have the demon. It has the, the monster, just because, yeah. I mean, it looks awesome. Uh, well, Kevin Yeager, we might want to uh, say, did the special effects. Yes. Yeah, well, so, yeah. well, that ties more, into to some right? more history about this movie. The uh, the movie was set up by Dino De Laurentiis Productions, which went bankrupt shortly thereafter, and that, that was where Pumpkinhead ended up getting, like, fucked in its distribution, because it was the movie that was supposed to come out, and DEG went under. Pumpkinhead had to go find different distribution. This one came out under DEG, but basically Dino De Laurentiis said, I want a new Freddy Krueger because Freddy Krueger was hot at the time. And it's like, I want a new Freddy Krueger. We're going to do music, Freddy Krueger or whatever. I think he had the title trick or treat and I want Freddy Krueger. <laughs> and these guys came up with uh, the story and it was Rhett Topham, the writer of nine, seven, six evil, where you'll see some parallels, I think in the, in the oh, stories yeah. here. But, uh, that also explains why uh, Sammy Kerr is burned on half of his face. Well, it's even his uh, story. It's right yeah. top of him's story. Yeah. yeah. So it's like he's burned on his face to emulate the Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger <laughs> comes out of dreams. This guy comes out of stereos and speakers. And they got <laughs> yeah, the... Uh, pretty much anything. Yeah. Electrical. But dreams are in. forever... Heavy metal music was from like 1984 Freddy Krueger, and I think is still to this day looking for Freddy Krueger yeah, well, because he, he didn't he find found Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, that was his uh, his huh. franchise machine. He was very happy about that. But Kevin Yeager's in the movie briefly cameos as the singer of the Kickers, the band that was he the uh, singer or the drummer. He said it was a guitarist. Yeah, whoever guitarist. was adjusting <laughs> the, the first victim of the I missed on both of them. Kerr at the dance is, is Kevin Yeager with the really bad fright wig guy. And yeah. like I, that's where I'm weirded out at this movie. So he had Kevin Yeager, right? Kevin Yeager, right? Now, the effects in this movie are, which I do like, 
when his speakers are first playing, whatever, you see the weird vein things coming in the speakers. Yeah. That was pretty cool. It was all right. It was all right. <laughs> it was something. You saw the weird, it was something. The weird face thing and the, the face thing. That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, maybe Kevin Yeager's like, can I make a muscle body? No. Okay. <laughs> like, Some burn face. Yeah. Get the Freddy Krueger guy to do the little burn face. But then, like, it's like, Sammy Kerr is going to, like, kill all these kids at the concert. How? Because uh, the power of his rock. Yeah. He's going to point his guitar at him and their clothes are going to disappear. Or they're going to disappear and their clothes are going to fall. He, he sent him to the rapture. <laughs> okay. So very, uh, this may be the thing. And maybe this maybe is why. Maybe like a Freddy Krueger lifting his shirt and all the souls are in his stomach or something. Yeah, I right? would have that. Maybe in the sequel. In yeah, the, they're, they're the, like, the sequel that never happened. guys. <laughs> We're already writing the screenplay. Yeah, but I mean, maybe that's the thing that works against this movie is like it came out in the time of slasher films and gore effects and there's really like no gore to speak of. There's a body Count, the, but it's by it's, lifting the uh, earphone. Off that was the pretty good. Jelly ears, yeah, 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 but that's like it. I mean, there's really no. Yeah, you know, I mean, really. like, well, because at the time you were conditioned to expect in a in a slasher movie with a body count, arrows be, through necks, yeah, yeah, some type of gore effect. And this is basically Sammy Kerr eventually comes out of the record as uh, the like dry run of Shocker, yeah, where just- he's an electrical <laughs> being that can turn himself into electricity <laughs> very much. and zap himself back into any speaker anywhere, so come I, out of yeah. any speaker this anywhere. This was written in the, by in the three town. people, and each one of those was their separate idea. <laughs> well, Shocker hadn't come out yet. Shocker well, was 89. That's, oh, yeah. that's actually one of the points I have written down here. It's actually Shocker and House 3, the horror show. Oh, they, yeah. Oh, and what the uh, prison? Was it prison? The guy who got electrocuted? Yeah, he, Max Jenke. He got electrocuted, and then he came back, and he taunted Lance Henriksen through so the movie. just using it. Well, but those movies, this came out first, so those movies might have borrowed from them, or somebody worked on the same film, whatever. But, yeah, again, electrical yeah, beings. But, see, Sammy crossed over in a couple of different spots, which that's it, one of the things that does bother me about the film. I love the movie, but it's sometimes it's he can only come back through audio but then he's using electricity. So sound waves or electricity? Which one is it? Let's make up our minds. That was the only thing that bothered me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, once he's out, I think he becomes like a physical, an electric an electrical being. being. Yeah. And then but he can only come out of like once. It, well, yeah. But whenever he disappears, it's like, okay, so they stop him by cutting the power at one point in the school. Right. They cut and the power. And so then he disappears. disappears. But then uh, later. So like the next time he can come out, he comes out through a speaker. You know, so he can come out through a speaker as long as his music is playing. Okay. But once he's out, he's physical, and then you've got him, and that ends up, well, actually, fuck, they are ripping off, like, Nightmare on like, pretty heavy. So but once he's he physical, like, you've point, got him. Point at you and either electrocute you or make you just disappear. At which, was, it was vaporizing. At which point I would like to say, I mean, still a better electro than Jamie Foxx. That's all. Vaporizing is disappearing. <laughs> <laughs> just the fact that the clothes fall again, it's just like, oh, boy, that's funny. <laughs> you know, that's when it turns a little lampoonish. Well, well, especially like the cops' boots. The cops' yeah. fucking boots. I mean, maybe that's what they're going for. They like it's funny, right? Like Freddy. Yeah. It's, yes, it's very funny, like Freddy. Yeah, the cop shoots him with a taser, and Sammy <laughs> Kurt takes the taser cables and zaps the cop, and then there's a shot of his boots, and the camera pans up, and there, there's nobody in them. Yeah, there's the just smoking gun falls on the ground. It's one of those yeah. things where you realize that it's like the idea of haunted music is better than the idea of the actual singer just coming back and electrocuting people. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I agree. I, I would agree that the first half of this movie, I think, is stronger because it feels more occult. Yeah, you know, it's building this, on this this idea, the building on the story of uh, what Sammy Kerr had done and 
Yeah, all the yeah. cool stuff, all the, uh, yeah, the, and the power of rock and the... Uh, and the talking to him through... You're talking to a spirit at that point, you know? It's like, yeah. that, that lives on through the record. Well, and one of the things about Sammy Kerr, to me, even back then, I always said Sammy Kerr is Ozzy Osbourne if he had started with Motley Crue instead of Black Sabbath. He's he's the same guy. And that's why I found it funny that they get Ozzy Osbourne to play this pastor that's complaining about the pervertedness of rock music. It was fucking hilarious. Yeah, that was the best, <laughs> that was the best yeah. parts of the movie. And and then as we're watching, I'm like, oh my God, how do English guys ever get laid? Because that whole sexy line that he's supposed to be saying from the music, it's like, let me read these sound more unsexy than Ozzy reading Take it. my long steel missile down on your love channel. <laughs> deeper, deeper, you'll beg for more. Feel me, feel me. That is about sex. All I'm saying is, you know, Sharon's a trooper. That's all I'm saying. Sharon. Oh, dude, a trooper. Come on. She's living high and mighty. Well, yeah, but yeah, I'm saying she's still got to put up like with that. Idiot. I think that's also... Ozzy, what the fuck? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> poor guy. I remember when I saw the Osbournes, it was like, what the hell is happening? Because Ozzy Osbourne was like the fucking Prince of Darkness in my mind, you know, like pre. Oh, he was. Yeah. You know, and then you see that show and it's like, here's this feeble old. He became kid. a cautionary tale. <laughs> Stumbling around his house trying to figure out how wasn't to use that, the remote. Wasn't a lot of that an act, didn't they say? That they oh, was no, baking it? No, he's, he's. Did you hear him trying to sing the national anthem at, at uh, Wrigley Field? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh no. Yeah, he's, he's crazy. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. all drugged up. Yeah. They yeah. Say he's a fucking. Uh, he's a, a miracle of modern science because he shouldn't be alive based on how many drugs and shit he's done. Yeah. It comes he's done or he's doing. Done and doing. Yeah. Uh, either or. <laughs> He's yeah. one of those constant rehab guys. Just constant. Well, and, and they had, you know, Gene Simmons. And Gene Simmons was in there, too. Well, know, that's, I demon. think, what makes this stand out above, again, the other rock or heavy metal movies is it has cameos from, like, two of the big, you know, the, they were the big acts. I would yeah. actually say and, it cheapens Because uh, I have always seen this movie as not as fans of this talking to me. I've always seen this as, like, Oh, dude, this is like what Hollywood thinks we're like, <laughs> and they're like, you know, like we'll give them Ozzy, we'll give them Gene Simmons, they'll love it. You know, I, I wanted to see that though. I mean, as the audience, I like that's it. why yeah, I wanted to see that. It was like fucking, you know, Gene Simmons and and Ozzy Osbourne in this movie, and then they're like, you know, I mean, Ozzy's in stunt casting, which I thought was hilarious, and Gene Simmons apparently. Uh, like he didn't want to have anything to do with this, and this was something that somebody signed a contract for him or whatever agreed really? to on his behalf. Because the director like said something later, you know, read some articles where he's like, you know, I got to say for Gene Simmons, like he did not want to be there. He had not agreed to this. Somebody <laughs> set him up to it, but when he showed up, like he was, you know, just professional as all hell and did his thing. And in the movie, I mean, it's like he comes across like pretty good. I think, yeah. Eighty six. This is yeah. this is after makeup, right? Because they were never seen without makeup, right? Before, right. Prior to that. Before right. they quit makeup. And yeah. yeah, it was had, after like, unmasked movie or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But he was in, uh, I mean, Gene Simmons had a little bit of a movie career because he was in a movie called Runaway with Tom Selleck, where yep. he was this uh, evil guy who had like these little robots that ran around. Yeah, he usually played a villain. This movie? Yeah. Runaway with Tom with, Selleck. With, with, but what are these little robots? They're little yeah. like spider bots because <laughs> these people are dying and they don't know yep. how the fuck they're dying. And it turns out that Gene Simmons is this evil mastermind who has these little robots <laughs> that run around and they come up to you and stick you with something and poison you. And Tom Selleck is on. On like the runaway squad or yep. whatever they go out because they go the after runaway robots. robots 
and he hunts down like and Kirstie Alley. Travis is making a face. You have to see this movie. So bizarre. It's normal. What are you fucking talking about? It was on HBO all the fucking time back in the day. Well, and Kirstie Alley's in it before before she was two women. Yeah, never heard of that. Next week on the Freak Show, Runaway from 1980. And then he was in Wanted Dead or Alive with Rutger Hauer. He played the terrorist in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had at least those three films. If there's anything beyond that, I'm not sure. Like in a couple of TV shows, he's played like. But he always usually plays like a tough bad guy. Yeah, this was the first non bad guy role. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think he comes off as a you know I'm a capable performer from his you know. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I bought it. I don't know why he was a character because I mean he wasn't in the second half of the movie. He was the, he gave the kid the record. Whoop. Yeah, well, I but maybe that, that has to do with he, he didn't want to be in the movie. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was expecting. Or that's well, just a scene, you know. And uh, like yeah, I was thinking, <laughs> based on conversations we've had in the past, I, I was thinking that he would be like you know the the apprentice to you know like uh, one get of some more exposition out of his ass. Yeah, some weird shit, right? Like he is doing this. He's working he for Sammy. Up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like that. only Sammy. Like I mean, Dave. They've got this character, Eddie, they've got that character down. This movie's like this character piece of this fucking Eddie kid, right? It's Carrie, right? It's fucking yeah, rock it and roll it's, totally it's, it's the 80s. We've talked about it before. Yeah, but Sammy yeah. does all the Carrie stuff. Yeah, that's it's the problem. Yeah. Sammy gets to like, and you don't even give a fuck about him, right? He was this cool voice on a thing, then he shows up and he's just like... He's just the boogeyman. Yeah, baby! Yeah, yeah, he's no, he's the rock and roll boogeyman. Yeah. <laughs> he, is, he is every mother's nightmare at that point. Well, he's like, no, he's a That'd be a better name for this movie. Undead. Every mother's nightmare. <laughs> every mother. Dude, that should be our fucking rock. Copyright, Saturday Night Freak Show, Every Mother's Nightmare. 2014. <laughs> well, and that, it, you, it also had the little, the little shot, you know, of Carrie in there, too, with the car on fire running down yeah, the road. Christine, Christine, yeah, I said. And I mean, that's my problem. It's like, what with the fucking faces in this? Sometimes he could, he can manipulate other than he couldn't. It's like, what the? Well, but all the the cars should have been fucking maximum overdriving, all over trying to kill people. But he had to turn it on, right? Yeah, he had had the radio on. But why? Oh, did he? Or he had to tape it. But how many people are actually playing the? That's what I'm saying. Why is it only chasing him? Well, because up until they play the radio, he's the only guy who's got the tape in in the tape deck. But he takes it out. He destroys the tape at the high school, and then Sammy Kerr just follows him but without any I think, tape. I think what Colin said earlier is he's grown in power by then, and I think no. by then you can't put. No, no I'm saying, got, but, but he's but turning he, on radios at the house that aren't even on. Yeah, he destroys. Before, oh, remember, yeah, he destroys yeah, yeah, yeah. the yeah. tape. So I think he grew more powerful, and once the genie's out of the bottle. Okay, for the audience, we have to make a distinction here. Up until the point where we're talking about where Sammy Kerr's jumping out of every single uh, <laughs> uh, radio in town. That's because the radio station is playing the album at midnight. So during after midnight, right? Sammy Kerr can come out wherever. Up until that moment, he can only take Sammy Kerr because it seems like he can yeah. already come out. He can only appear uh, when somebody's playing the tape. So it's like so. Uh, Mark Price has the record, which Sammy Kerr comes out of. And then Mark Price destroys the record. But he had made two copies. He made one copy for himself, which was in the tape deck of his car. Which is why Sammy Kerr is able to take over his car, well, the white and then he had the, the silver, tape yep. the metallic tape. Yep, yep. He had his personal ex- copy and the silver. The one metal. for that was supposed to like what? I don't kill, even know. He was, he was like, trying to kill Tim. But that, 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 uh, that's why I don't but, get why he changes his plan. Why is he like this is wrong? What do you mean? Well, he you didn't know he was going to kill him. Supernatural tape was, to your enemy. He wasn't trying to kill him. He was trying to nail him. 
Yeah, he was like, trying yeah, to nail right. Nail him off. He was, he was right? thinking never Fuck ending em. story nail him. Like Falcor was going to, like, yeah. like yeah. fly down the fucking alleyway yeah. and just well, get him to jump in dumpsters and shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that's, a, I guess, a little bit where you could kind of call BS because <laughs> Tim had already been in the uh, metal shop. Where the, the machine took him, him was going to kill him, and he stopped it. But then he still made the tape, so he knew that this was yeah, capable get, of killing I yeah, somebody. I don't get that, yeah, because it was all part. No, thank you. That was that makes a lot of yeah. Well, here's another one. Sure. So yeah, we're talking about the logistics of the radios and when he can come out and come in. But <laughs> what about the TV? Because he reaches in twice to yeah. a television set. Right. Oh, that's a fucking fucks awesome. with that is. <laughs> that was Freddy Krueger. That was yeah. welcome to prime time, bitch. Yeah, that was. It is welcome to prime time, yeah, bitch. He that's kills. He kills Ozzy Osbourne by reaching into the television <laughs> and apparently giving the guy a uh, cerebral hemorrhage. And then when he's tormenting Roger, you know, basically like I can kill you if you don't play my record, which I think is bullshit. He's bullshitting Roger. Like but he Roger's actually a coward. Kill him, but Roger's a coward, so he does it. But he he reaches in the TV there and pulls this PTA woman out into Roger's living room, which is one of the greatest fucking. Because <laughs> he pulls out this husk, and Roger's like, "Oh, oh God, okay, I'll play, I'll, I'll do play. it." Do and then the next say. scene is him like vacuuming yeah. it up, so Mark corpse not gonna see this burned up corpse. Yeah, that's pretty weird. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Well, there is a sense of humor. Like, the first half is more serious. The second half, when it's like, okay, we're going supernatural, it, really tries it changes yeah. its tune and the becomes boots, a humorous like, Really? Thing. Like, I can't believe all the... Uh, I mean, I love stupid humor. You know, these guys have seen it lots. But, oh, my God, this is just like, ah, there's boots on the ground. Get it? Ah. <laughs> it's just like really he blew my insincere feet. humor is what it is. Like... Freddy Krueger's funny, right? This is going to be funny, too. Even though you're not funny, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bob. You got it, buddy. <laughs> yeah, because Sammy, Kr- Sammy Kerr doesn't... Sammy Krueger. Sammy Kerr doesn't actually Sammy Kruger, crack you any call jokes. That. I mean, he's not, you know... No, he he's serious. He he deadpans it through the whole movie. Yeah, he's he wants to be that rock and roll legend, and that's when he's when uh, he knows his lighting too. All he does is lift his head back and like right. That scene you that see in the guy, poster, he always gets back. To <laughs> that guy fucking knew what he was doing and played to his strengths. Like I know yeah. where the light is. I'm gonna go over here. Oh, well, yeah. I've seen the heavy metal shows. He definitely played it like a heavy metal oh, rocker yeah. from back then. That's yeah. how they were on stage. You go watch those guys. They they played it out. And this is going back a little bit, but I tell you what I fucking definitely don't understand. I don't understand, like, was it right after? It's like he gave the tape to his enemy, and then I think before he found out what it did to her, that's when he comes to school looking like a complete chode. No. And no. like, <laughs> that's the lover boy look. No, yeah, the lover boy look was before that. It was after the. Uh, but why the did he get his little sense? Show. Yeah, because well, I, I just don't machine understand show. why he had this sense of like. Because the like, record was talking to him. But he hits on the girl. I'm just like. He's empowered at that point because she's yeah, like, you. "Are That's you okay?" Is, yeah. And he's like, "Am I okay?" Yeah. Like the fucking yeah. guy, like he's the one who got his ass kicked, yeah. you know, Sammy, by me. Sammy was going to kick proxy, Tim's ass. But it's you know, not, I, don't know. It's, I don't know. To me, I like I, I see what they're going for. I just don't like. It doesn't land at all. 
doesn't land at all. It's like, this totally guy looks like a chode. He's got a red glove on. <laughs> he's like, hey, baby, you look good. That, he's yeah, definitely, like, if what? you look at old Loverboy videos, that's exactly. Yeah. Mike that's Reno, right. he looks like Mike Reno. Dude, this guy's Loverboy. dressed like a chode. That's not heavy movie. metal. That's not heavy metal. Like, costuming on this guy what? for this movie. Oh, yeah. Co- he's got the denim jacket and the like long hair. Chode. Well, see, you are. Well, I think it's 1986. He's got a mullet. It's 1986. That's how we dress. Literally like a chode. I have naturally curly hair, so like when my hair gets long, it looks like Shirley Temple curls. I sported that look because <laughs> I wanted that long hair. You're brave, you're so brave. yeah, yeah, I didn't care. But yeah, the same thing. I think you and I kind of had the same childhood. We were listening to that kind of music, kind of the not not necessarily outcast, but just you know in right. our own little clique. Yeah, and yeah, those with kids, the stoners those, and the smokers, those Nazi douchebag kids, to ACDC and you yeah, know like Metallica. Yeah, Tim and all of his friends—they're the people that made high school miserable. You yeah, know, yeah. the only real quick, we had touched on earlier how he did the trap for the for Tim and his friends. How is it that the stoner rock and roll kid outruns the football team? He's not how, a stoner. He's I, just a yeah, fucking he nerd. He's not yeah, even he's a not metalhead. A stoner, yeah, he's a fucking nerd. He's not even a metalhead. I'm sorry. He's not. Travis just kicked him out of all of our clubs. Because <laughs> <laughs> look at his friend. His only other friend is a nerd. That kid doesn't hide the fuck who he is. Wears fucking button-up fucking whatever shirts with his glasses. He's a nerd. He's just a dork. Wait. And he's telling his kid, like, why do you care so much about it? That's what I'm saying. His kid, his friend is examples. Like, what are you so... This kid's kicking in the air about every little thing. About these people. Ah! It's like, dude, just ignore these people, man. Be metal. <laughs> Be just, metal. Don't just listen to metal. Be metal. <laughs> I just like that Eddie's big plan there was to set up two, like, <laughs> put a chair next to a corner. That they're obviously, you know, he can pull it out and they're gonna trip over and have a mop bucket <laughs> down the hallway. But, but that's after you run up two flights of stairs. Right. Well, like, <laughs> he got no, lucky yeah. with the like, table. Travis, he got lucky with the table. on that Back to the Future yeah. thing. They know, like, hey, dude, bad guys running after the fucking kid. Like, you know, that's how we make a movie. Well, well <laughs> you know? he says he followed the instructions that the record gave. No. In, in the movie, <laughs> in the movie, I, I all we hear with is, it. Yeah. all we hear in the movie is like Metal Machine Six Six Crush or whatever. Make but I'm, I'm assuming, <laughs> I'm assuming that yeah, he basically that in the record when he's listening to the record, the record tells him put something here, put something here, and he knows exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> well, he's like, he's like, let the big fish hook themselves. You are, you, you are the bait or something yeah, like that. And that's what he does. Yeah. Think, yeah. and then like Travis said, that whole plan is right out of the Acme playbook from Looney Tunes. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> was, he said he painted his escape. <laughs> <laughs> I could just see Eddie sitting there playing the record backwards, going, "Put the chair next to the corner, yeah. bring the mop bucket next to the what, what what on the it? soapy water." Well, when he's explaining it to his friend, he's like, "I followed." Exactly what the record said. No, you didn't. Come on. <laughs> yeah. well, I did not hear Mop Bucket once. I can only see Sammy Kerr, man. Sammy Kerr thought he had a fucking warrior, man. It's like, yeah. kill them. Oh, pussy. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> What's like was almost line from Spawn? How come Jesus gets all the good ones? We get all the retards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I'll see You're I'll- right. I think, actually, I think that is the same. That's all you really need to know about Sammy. Kerr, like the the reincarnation, is that he's sitting there going like, "I wanted a fucking rock warrior. We're gonna do all this stuff and just fuck. You know, I'm gonna have this like ally in this." And then he gets like double crossed because. And I think you know you were saying that you know you wanted uh, the 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 I was gonna say Skippy. What's what's 
Eddie. Let's Eddie. go with Skippy. Eddie. Eddie to have an unredemptive character arc where he just goes, he's made his deal with the devil, he's got to live with it, and he goes dark. But in this movie, obviously, like at some point, he makes that determination that, like, I don't want to go and continue on and, and kill people. And so he hasn't really killed anybody. And he's like, I want to stop. And Sammy Kerr's like, we're fucking in it. We had a deal. You know, right. like, this is our thing. Get, this is what I want to do. Record, wouldn't you know, like, I've never seen Satan. Satan's never been like, we're going to get those jerks. You know, well, no, it's usually about souls Satan. and death and stuff. Sammy's How? made the deal with Satan. Well, what? And, and but you're that's by a- proxy. Uh, Skippy has made the deal <laughs> with Sammy, his <laughs> idol. Ragman. It's that personal, again, <laughs> connection. He's like, I've got my own Sammy Kerr. <laughs> Sammy Kerr, my idol, is like the only friend that he's got and I've got right now. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm sorry. I think like uh, fellow podcasters have to refer back to our 976 Evil episode if you want to see the real version of this movie. Ooh, I, think. I think it's the opposite. No, way, it's the same because it's the same thing about having someone that calls you, tells you what to do. It's the fucking same movie. It is except, the same movie. It's the same writer. Actually has like well, murdering his his enemies and like like the devil wins. But if, you're, see, if yeah. you remember nine seven six evil, it fucks it all up in the second half by no. splitting the character the, the, in the, the three parts. The three parts. This is a more concise and I think successful version of that same story. No, because this, kid, this kid's a dumb fuck. He's a dumb. Fuck, at least at least hoax was a nerd that craved to have this cool as his cousin. This guy's a dark and as soon as he's like, We put someone in the hospital, this ain't good, Sammy. Yeah, you know, but he like, learns he learns something out of it and by the end of it, he gets the he girl learns he's and he's not like, metal. He Well uh, yeah, but he grows up. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, so exactly. to be metal you have to execute that's everyone why I don't in like your this high school. Movie. This movie's about how you're not metal, it's about how you have to grow up, Colin. What, this is not rock and roll. That's more positive, isn't it? No, <laughs> Colin. I still listen to rock and roll. <laughs> Well, again, I think that's the thing. Is he's thinking, how can I get even with him and embarrass? He just wants to embarrass them yeah, like they've embarrassed him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, shake your fist at him, pants right. him, something. Yes. Yeah. But, but what he didn't want to do is melt the girl's ears, you know, and put her in a coma. That wasn't right. what he was out to do. Right. No. You know. Yeah, and then you, Sammy eventually gets his whole like you know by showing up at the, which I think is the centerpiece of the movie when he shows up at the high school dance on Halloween. And gets to perform on stage, well, and it's like here's he's in his evidence limelight, well, he, performing he, to like you know these twenty like high school kids because he gets to stick it to the man, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and starts burning up the high school. That's why I don't understand why this whole movie's about why would a world renowned rock star want to play his Halloween show at his fucking high school gym? Because it wasn't about playing the show; yeah. it was about he wanted to show them that he could do what he wanted to I'll do, show yeah. and they you. were stopping him. Yeah. That, they wish they set that up at the very beginning of the I movie. I know it's so trivial though. It's so <laughs> trivial. That'd be like that'd be like Michael Jackson wanting to be like I, I don't know. Well, not Michael Jackson, but they kind of. I mean, they well, big enough news to fucking you know. I mean, that's I don't know. I know what you're saying, but doesn't I, I seem think, to go far beyond the grave to go do like <laughs> <laughs> the key is maybe that. you're not metal enough. Yeah, no, Sammy yeah. Kerr is metal. It's Eddie that's not metal. Oh, Sammy okay. Kerr is metal, even if he just wants to get back at his fucking PTA or whatever. Well, the fuck this yeah. well that, that's what he wants. <laughs> that's that's what has always haunted him. And once he has no, the power, no, but wasn't the Halloween show that was supposed to be a recent thing, right? The yeah. cancellation. Yeah, that was because he only died thing. a week yeah. ago. Yeah, he, he died. No, like, but I'm saying, no, I'm saying, I'm yeah. saying, him wanting to play the Halloween show at his high school—that was a recent thing that was denied. Right? Yeah, but he it wanted was, to do it that Halloween. That's why he wants the sh- the record played on right. Halloween. Yep, right. Whatever. But it, but it was because when he was in high school, they wouldn't let him play. No, right? 
No, no, no. He wanted to come he back. To come back. Yeah, he wanted to come back to his alma mater, and they said no. And so they then apparently, me. okay, uh, so, so wait, I'm going to kill actually, myself. Well, this makes this kind of makes it kind of <laughs> flimsy. But this then <laughs> yeah. is he goes kind <laughs> of being a so relative goes, term. I want to come back and play my Halloween show, which apparently he was going to burn the place down, like through normal, like though. natural like, means. Really? And they Gas said and no. <laughs> and so then he fucking had a little satanic ritual. <laughs> That's yes. killed himself. It was like his band members died, but. He didn't get to come back yeah. with the fucking. He became. Music. He got into the record somehow, and then, but but he knew that was going to happen. He told Nuke, "Play this on Halloween." Right. Yeah, this, I'm going to take down yeah, the whole fucking town. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> see, but he so changed my whole wrap up because <laughs> I, I thought that like in high school he was denied being able to play at his oh, high no, school. Oh no, no, no! That, that would be so. He was just tormented in high school like yeah. Ragman. That, <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah, uh, he was an outcast in high school. Made yeah. it out, became like now the celebrity. And then he wanted to come back to the high school and go like look I fucking you know fucked you over and look at me now and they said we don't want you back because you're uh, you know Right. And uh, not Satan. They, they still don't want him. Yeah. And so he said, fuck you, I'm going to get you through Satan. Well, I remember, don't you think he could have had a high school band at some point? And that he could still be the, you know, just like <laughs> the just courier. Like Skippy. And yeah. <laughs> just, no, see, this guy's metal. And he's not metal. Well, sure. Scammy Kerr was metal. Well, yeah, but he, he, but he was, he was a nerd back in, in, when school. He was in school. Well, he understands that Satan's the only way to true rock glory. Where Eddie wanted to pussyfoot around, fucking See, wearing t-shirts. This is weird because we have you opposite. Can't, you can't ed- have Satan. This. You got to like, go at it. It's more. But Travis is advocating that like this would have been more positive. He would if he would have went Satan. No, I'm saying this <laughs> as a horror movie. It's not a horror movie if, like, it's just, uh, well, like I said, that's why I like nonsense. All right, well, wait, one more thing on what Brent was saying. So the the DJ, Nuke, knew Sammy Kerr personally yeah. in high school. Like they grew up together. Yeah, because he's like, you know, this guy. It's he was like the he, Roger to his. Yeah, maybe. You know what I mean? You can see it because he's like, he in high school, he was angry. He yeah. was always angry. He did this to himself. He started believing his own hype that he was a son, you know, and he fucked himself over. And he, and, and the Duke, the, the Duke, the Nuke uh, guy, he's trying to impart this wisdom to Eddie, yeah, who's basically following like the in best. the, the rock yeah. god. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so why does he give him the record? Yeah, just. To well, make I, don't, I don't. I don't think that he knew. knew that, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was just I like because uh, <clears throat> I don't think Sammy Kerr knows that Ragman <laughs> exists, right? Yeah. Only Nuke is like, but well, okay, I'll fucking put this. Yeah, but like, come on. You didn't he, get the letter in time. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah. I'm seeing he's okay. not seeing the. Well, that letter was written the day he died. Oh, but I'm yeah, assuming he true. wrote like a bunch of other letters that the guy, you know, oh, he's a I'm rock sure. star. Yeah. He just never paid attention to his. Because he's like your best friend, Ragman. Yeah, yeah. It's Rag. a one way street of communication. Forever and ever. Well, it's like Stan with Eminem, the song. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody? Nobody? Yeah, I know. Stan, I know what right. you're talking about. Just forget that reference, folks. <laughs> I'm with you, Gary. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> the best friend, by the way, is a guy named uh, Glenn Morgan. After this movie, he went on to become a staff writer on The X-Files. Holy shit. And then he directed Willard. Holy and he shit. directed Black Christmas. And he wrote, oh, shit, he's responsible really? for really? Uh, The Final Destinations. Crazy. Wow. That's him. That's Glenn now, Morgan. Crispin Glover. They should have him like this movie. This well, he actually, he did uncredited rewrites. Did he? Yeah. See, early right. on in this film, I thought it was going to be a Final Destination type film when his tie gets caught in the yeah, shot. Right. Oh, and right. it pulls him in. I was like, oh, is Maybe this that was the Glenn Morgan's scene. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. And then yeah. he drew from that. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's great. 
That's that was the other thing. Like when I, when you're watching this, and that opening scene is like set to music, and uh, you know it's it it's nonverbal. You're seeing like the history of Eddie's torment. I'm like, how do you write that? Was that written? That looks with, like, like it was written with dialogue because they were talking when they're passing the tape around. And shit. Yeah, and I they bet made that was just and some cheesy maybe. scene. And and like, they, uh, we'll just do a cheesy. Montage. That's like one of. The, I think that's the strongest part of the movie. Like the, that, it works. It tells you in a very succinct period of time. Oh, With you're, an you're emotional, how crap! <laughs> you know, it's like it's like. Oh, I understand. Like this character in ten minutes, right? Five yeah. minutes, whatever it right. is. But it was just well, Carrie. It was just Carrie. Slow motion. I mean, that's all. It, it was Carrie. Car- Carrie didn't have rock and roll music. Her mom wouldn't let her have it. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, but that's what made Carrie awesome. Did we ever find I- out what happened to his mom in this? No. She goes out she with Stan. Out with, she goes out Stan. with Stan. She yeah. goes out with Stan. And she never That's comes it. back. Dude, characters are introduced into this movie with no... Because it's not... Who cares what's happening to the mom? we got to find... There's a killer rock Nuke. star running around. Also, I like the mom character because I thought she was going to be like a Nightmare on Elm Street character. Like, just does like, you know, basically ignoring their kids. But she was actually concerned all the way through with yeah. what was well, happening to she was to trying Eddie. to connect with the any kid in the audience that's like, that's your mom snooping through your record collection. Yep. You know? That, that's well, what I'm saying. At least, to me, this movie's a little insincere. It's really just like throwing these things that they know like, what do kids hate? Moms! But Eddie, <laughs> Eddie respects her. Get out of here, mom! Eddie's know? like, I'm already grounded if, you know, if I sneak out, I'm gonna go off the rails, I'm gonna be in big trouble with my mom. Like, he's right. actually concerned about that, too. Yeah. Well, that was back when kids were still kind of afraid of their parents, I guess, but <laughs> that they could impose some Eddie, kind of sanctions Eddie, on them. I mean, that's yeah. what I feel like, but Eddie is not metal in this movie, and by the end of it, he realizes he's not metal at all. I, I do have one question. How can we switch seating arrangements to where I'm next to Travis once he started advocating Satanism? That's all I want to know. Because you're Satanism. usually here. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if you're having a character, if you have a character, if you have a character that starts dealing with evil There should spirits, be no way back. You would just... It's like... Is That's this a different guy, movie. Is he five years old, though? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. If this guy listens to rock albums, listen to what he knows that this is some evil, weird shit. Because it's in there. But he should be all about that. And this character's not. He's got a moral center. He doesn't that, lose his moral center, but, and then that gets the better of him. And this is a positive thing. I don't yeah, understand. But, That's it. You're talking. It would be a different movie. I'm saying that it's legitimate. You could do that. And I think they did in Nine Seven Six Evil. The same well, writer did it different. <laughs> yeah, I don't I think mean, everybody that likes the... rock and roll has to like love Satan too. I mean, I think that like you if you said that, say that... if you're talking to if you're talking to a spirit through your records, I'm just saying at yeah. some point you'd be like, I don't like evil spirits. <laughs> right. I might not. But do this, this is your buddy. I, I think that's but... the thing. hence the disclaimer at the beginning of Thriller because Michael Jackson <laughs> put that out that he didn't want to be because he was with it was adult. during that. Yeah. That's why it has yeah. that that label on it because it was made during that time well john landis actually explains that on the kevin pollack chat show that he's in explains about the uh I wish I can actually and, and what you said about <laughs> but if you want to know what, the story of the of the uh, warning in the front of thriller listen to the john what, landis episode of kevin pollack chat show <laughs> good plug and what you said about all rock and anybody that's into heavy metal doesn't have to love satan you got to kind of have a crush on him, though. You got to be a little enamored. That's all I'm saying. It's because it's the danger. It's the attraction yes. and danger. You're trying to be the bad boy. Yep. You're in with the league with the, like, look at all this the, dangerous well, most stuff. Most of shit wasn't satanic. Most of it's just, just like, look at that girl. Look at him. Yep. You know? Yeah, once they actually sing it. You know, yeah, because yeah, yeah, really... Motley Crue went from shout at the devil to too young to fall in love. Yeah. So, you know. But, I mean, we didn't have, but now it's like it's gotten worse in some ways because, like, in Norway, 
there's like these fucking black metal dudes like burning churches. Like they have a Dude, ideology Jay-Z, that's Rihanna, like that's, those people are that's serious. Yeah, but well, she I mean, they're not burning churches. I'm a devil worshiper. They, uh, no, but I mean, this is like a different deal. These fucking guys in Norway, I think it's Norway, right? Or Denmark. It's some like Scandinavian. Well, they get into the metal yeah, they, over they there. They are serious, yeah. like, but they're serious. Where Lord yeah, like they are there? true yeah, believers. Lord. But all I'm saying is, yeah, like, they're, they're not. Yeah. They're, they they're, don't have an idea. There's a lot of ocean between, like, no, 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 no. Rihanna and them? Like, enjoying, like, liking Motley Crue or GNR or whatever, ACDC, and, like worshiping the devil, there's there's that ocean between that, you know. Yeah, and well, it I, just depends. It's one of those things. Like, okay, if if to you listen, I've always thought of it this way. It's like, how is if you listen to like a Christian music and you're like, oh God, I don't want to listen to you know music about God, whatever. But if you listen to music about Satan, but you're accepting of that, if you're accepting of that, then what are you really accepting in your life? You're making a fucking choice that this I can accept this as part of my viewpoint. Satan is awesome. But listening to music about God, well, that's stupid and lame. And but it's all you know a form of entertainment. Well, well, but it's it's it something that on, and Satan's got the better songs. I mean, let's be yeah. catchy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, no one ever <laughs> said rock and rolls for good. Well, there was Striper. There was Striper. Striper was a heavy I mean, I'm metal. Sorry, that's why they band. do say like music is the devil's tool. That's why the devil was a fiddler. He played the pan flute. Music is there to influence your soul and your emotions or whatever because it gets you to dance. Well, and especially with guys like like Ragman and like well, I was in high school anyway. It's you. You're not really part of the main structure, so you listen to this music. And this Which music empowers you part of the main because it, it's going to make you. You're part of yeah. us. We're Come yeah. Us. We're a collective. Yeah. yeah. You well, know. it's because we are legion. Because we are rocks. <laughs> we are go. rocks chosen warriors, yeah, and, we and we will rule the apocalypse. apocalypse. Yeah, we will rule the apocalypse. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, while we're talking about the music, I suppose before wrap ups, we should shout out uh, the music in this movie was done by a band called Fastway. <laughs> right. Uh, they did all the songs, so they basically are Sammy Kerr for the you know for this movie. Uh, Fastway was formed by. A guy named Fast Eddie Clark, who was an ex-guitarist, I believe, from Motorhead. Lemmy yeah. Motorhead. He splintered off, formed Fastway. The vocals are by a guy named Dave King. They're an Irish band. And uh, Dave King went off to do Catman Do or whatever. Fastway at one point actually re-recorded uh, some of the songs from this soundtrack with their new vocalist. You can pick that up. But I don't know if they're still around, but they were in the 90s because I got like so. Well, I've, I've yeah. got the original soundtrack on CD. <clears throat> oh, yeah, because it's a goddamn classic. And unfortunately, un- listener, if you're trying to look up Trick or Treat because you're like, man, I fucking want to see this movie. Good luck, because there's some kind of legal uh, entanglement. I don't know what it is. Probably but Gene Simmons. That's what I'm, I'm like. Is it fucking Gene again? Simmons Probably. is like, I want more money or it's fast. This came out like just, what, 05 you know, on DVD, like five dollar bin. It came out on like some unauthorized deal. Was yeah. it unauthorized? I think so. I really? mean, like, I don't know how Go it works. Check your came. I always see my came. Well, still? Uh, it, sometime in my past memory, I always see these at Kmart. It's out on Blu-ray in Germany. It, it has Gene Simmons and Ozzy Osbourne yeah, on the cover. It was really bad. Yeah. This fucking yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one I've got. That's the one I've got. Uh, yeah. Five dollars. Well, as of this morning, it was still on YouTube. So yeah, you can it watch is, it on. Oh, YouTube. you can watch it on YouTube. Yep, there yeah, you that'd go. be a safer bet. There you folks. go. All right, so we have mail. Oh my uh, God! From hold on. Nick Hammond, if you want to uh, uh, get in contact with us, you can get in contact with us through our Facebook page. It's uh, facebook.com slash Saturday Night Freak Show. Longtime listener, sometimes guest Nick Hammond says, 
Uh, this is a long one. It's multi-part. So here we go. I'll read the whole thing, and then we can address the issues. Uh, do you think the name of this movie is misleading, as Halloween only plays a minor role in this movie and takes yes. place in the yes. last 20 minutes or so? It was just totally uh, raping. Well, they, again, I think they had the title Trick yeah. or Treat and molded the thing. Yeah, it, yeah, it takes place on Halloween, <laughs> and there is a song called Trick or Treat on the soundtrack. Yeah, album. there is. Well, that's the song he sings at the in the uh, at the at the, the, the concert or the yeah. dance. It's not There's a dance. What is it? It's a, it's a Halloween dance. Halloween dance. Oh, it's a Halloween dance. Like, who ever heard of that fucking shit? I want to go to a Halloween dance. Right. See? I know. I've never heard of a Halloween dance. That's Hollywood bullshit. Uh, Nick also <laughs> says, how often do you think people confuse this movie with trick or treat because of the close title? All the time, oh, Nick. Time. Only Absolutely. people that know. No one knows this movie. So <laughs> they know? always think uh, you're talking about trick or treat. Yeah. When I say trick or treat, they're like, oh, that movie with Anna Paquin? No. Uh, he says, how weird is it seeing Ozzy clean cut in his little role playing a Bible thumper? It's it's a little strange, but I think it's also it's comedic. The The comedy is funnier than the weirdness is better than the weirdness, I should say. Yeah, that's that's what I think they were going for. Is yeah. Here you've got the king of all of what we're preaching about. <laughs> yeah. And now he's the pastor in this movie <laughs> preaching against it. So, yeah, yeah it was yeah. hilarious. I Fantastic. Loved it. I liked it. <laughs> it was all right. Uh, he says, I like this movie to a point as you are mixing my favorite things of rock music and horror movies together, but I think this movie has grown into major, major 80s stank over the years. Plus, I would have hoped for more kills throughout the movie, not including the mass zapitation that happened in the gym. Travis, you want to take this one? Yeah, <laughs> fucking that on. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Yeah, the 80 stank, it all comes off of Skippy. It's all like, it's all coming from his ass. I think that's a Fuck. bit of a fashion why you say, you know, he looks like a chode. I think he it's, it's the fact that that's what it was. That was what well, was I, in I've at the time. I've seen other movies where people are, are those characters and they don't look like chodes. You know what I mean? It was just well, like. Well, yeah, he did. That, no, guy, denim, that guy's not that character. I'm sorry. Bad well, casting. I'm sorry. The denim, casting. the denim jacket and all that. Okay, I could buy him The that. red shirt and the, and the denim jacket. In the, and, and when he's in the fatigue jacket. But when he's in that lover boy, everybody's dude. working for looks the weekend like he outfit. he lost a fucking contest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's yeah. the point of that. He's like, he's become empowered by this stuff. And so he's well, now he feels he Comes, yeah, he becomes what he thinks is cool. Okay, you have, like, you I have can to be tell cool. Me. I was like, dude, you're not cool at all. At all. And that was the a, point. When I was a kid in the 80s. You have to tell me, in 86, did anybody actually dress like the people on fucking rock concert video? Because that's what he was doing. I did, but only on half price half drink price. nights at gay bars. But other than that, that's what I'm saying. No. Like, I don't think it people was, dress. I, mean, I uh, know women dressed like whatever their styles were. Yeah, it was but big hair and like uh, shoulder pads and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember dudes wandering around with, with the uh, headbands on yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah. No, that's, like say, that's, school, a, that's a but... Hollywood made up bullshit that, that the culture really actually didn't do. Yeah, and this see, movie tries know. to do it on this character. It's like, ugh. If you were in sporting. LA or somewhere where this was like a thing and like, you know, the you were closer to the industry... You may actually, because like, where the fuck does that fashion come from? Like, the rock star glam up. fashion. It's right. just made up. But there were people who, like, who emulated that. I mean, there were. Well, that was the, the thing. I don't think is, in 86. It was over by then. Well, by, well no, but by then, Loverboy was taking went on over, so that like kind of influenced that. But they Alternative were killed rock. it. Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam, well, grunge, yeah, grunge. Was over yeah. in '89, that shit was over in '89. Yeah. Alice Cooper's Poison, uh, that was. But, uh, but this 89. is that fucking leather, fucking. <laughs> that's a way different metal than. Yeah, I was. You know, I was gonna say what '84 to '88. That's what I'm like, saying. '88 was the end of the end leather of fucking yeah. hairspray shit. 
I think Billy Idol even got a haircut at that point. <laughs> in the late '80s, they still had the big fucking hair. It was it was alternative, and then after alternative, Until came, 80, like, the only thing started, was, it was all yeah, over. The only bon thing Jovi I would say the only thing around in '89 were just like the love ballad bullshit, you know, the power you know, ballads. Yeah, the power ballad bullshit. <laughs> fucking like your Jerry damn Yankees and Warrant. Yeah. And, yeah, but I mean, not, not the poison, yeah, not the fucking maiden shit. Well, yeah, because yeah, really, it was still around. I mean, Dio was still around. It was still around. around. I know, saying, I know though, it but, was still around. But it wasn't the push thing. culture. Yeah. It wasn't the thing. Well, but was it even the well, push culture bon Jovi when we had it? came around in 86, and basically Bon Jovi became, I remember that bon they were Jovi. the biggest fucking band. Yeah. Like, mainstream. That <laughs> yeah. was, like, that slippery one went, you were fucking issued it's that like, goddamn wait, record. It's yeah. just whatever came you had to It came with your trapper binder. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't remember a lot of people carrying backpacks. It was all the trappers. That was my thing. So that's why the stuff in this, the 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 metal stuff kind of was like well, the underground stuff. Well, it, it was. was still there. Yeah, because I mean, I was that metal kid that wore the denim jacket with the patches on it, and I was about as popular as a cold sore in high school. So I mean, it was it was a yeah. different outlook. Yeah, you know, it just you weren't mainstream. So I, I, you know, mainstream was aha and all the eighties, you know. Rick Astley and all that. Uh-huh. That was what, that's but what. Metallica and uh, ACDC, Thunderstruck. I mean, that was like 88, 90, or 80. But, that, but or see, 90, but that's real. Metallica and that's not. They're this pseudo. Metal. They're pseudo metal. Know, this yeah. metal really is. Really was never as popular as they, as we would almost think just because of the. I mean, this shit's like it's Warlock, like, Iron Maiden, Dio. Yeah. Halloween. Halloween, freaking uh, Judas Priest. Anvil, Jesus, Anvil. <laughs> I, I always remember my cousin walking into court with the, uh, what was it, the heavy metal up your ass shirt on. I'm like, yeah. that, that's not going to go good with the judge. <laughs> no. So, yeah. I just think the casting is wrong on this guy. Well, well start wrap up. Yeah, wrap up. Yeah. It's on Brent. Oh, God. Number one again. Wrap, wrap, wrap. Oh, dude. Wrapping it up. Did you do the mailbag song? No, we didn't. We did the mailbag. Dang it. We'll get that next week. Yeah, th- this film is really something. Uh, <laughs> 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 See, now my wrap up kind of changes because I was basing part of <laughs> it off of the fact that I was like, okay, in Back to the Future, Marty goes up on stage and auditions for the, you know, the dance, right? So that his band can play. They're the pinheads, but they're just too darn loud. You're just too darn loud. Sorry, fellas. <laughs> Sorry, fellas. Hold it, fellas. You're just too darn loud. And so here I'm watching this film going, oh, yeah, well, you know, Sammy Kerr and his band was in high school. They auditioned and they couldn't, they weren't allowed to play either because they were too darn loud or too darn satanic. Maybe that did happen. happen. I want to say it did. (laughs) We're calling them the Couriers. The Couriers. (laughs) That was his band's name, the Couriers. (laughs) They're the Couriers. Maybe it was the Kickers, just like uh, that was the band that was going to be playing at the high school. And then those people thought he was better than the originals. That makes more sense, right? No. Because he has, <laughs> well, at least he has years of building resent. <laughs> like, I'll show this damn school. Nobody liked me. The kids didn't like him. The PTA didn't fucking like him. You know, so he's going to come back and he's going to rapture them all. Well, that's that's all well and good. But now you guys are saying that this all happened throughout, like, the course of a week. Like, yeah, he was it- denied going back and playing <laughs> at his high school. <laughs> so, yeah. so he kills himself in a hotel fire. Right, that That's, may have been an accident. That apparently Satan, only burns this Satanism. part of his face. Yeah, he had a satanic. He was you know, making a deal with the yeah, devil. Yeah, we well, know this because uh, Mark a, Price a had a well, Mark Price had a vision. Before I start re- recounting the whole movie, um, there's things in this movie that I think could have been done better, and it would have made it a, 
uh, more uh, solid story, more, you know, like you go back to it. That being said, this is the first time I've seen it. And being a product of the 80s, I mean, I think I was like six when it came out, but still, I remember what it was like, you know, in the 80s. I know what it was. And I know how the music was, the fashion, the style. I would say there's not that 80s stank. Um, sorry, Nick. I think it's a nostalgia that, that, I mean, if you grew up, you know, myself or older, you know, so if you were, if you were growing up in the eighties, this is like right on the money for like everything, you know, I mean, it's, it's got all those things, but again, maybe it is just a nostalgia thing. I don't know. I can't, I can't really say, I mean, I think I'd like to believe that you could show this to a kid, a product of today, but I I don't know. What's the relevance to someone of today? Bullying. The yeah, Carrie. yeah. Just show them Carrie. It's the, yeah. <laughs> maybe this is ripe for a remake. Possibly. Maybe. I don't know what it would be. Though. But you see, it's weird because the whole Carrie thing. I mean, it's there, but it's not because Sammy Kerr is the Carrie character. Because, like you say, Skippy doesn't want to fucking get revenge to the point where he's murdering these people and burning them alive. He just wants to nail them. Well, you know, his idea is they're going to trip over a chair. And they're gonna, you know, maybe bang their head when they slip on the their knee. mop. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Satan. But I mean, Carrie, she was taken over by evil, and she was no, fucking. She wasn't taken over by evil. She had psychic power or telekinetic power. She wasn't. Evil. It was fucking evil. It wasn't evil. She just did evil with them. It was very, <laughs> very evil. So you agree with the mother then? Mm. And Carrie, is that what you're telling me? Mother's a hero. We're getting way off. <laughs> We're getting get way off. I didn't bring up real quick. You're going to recommend saying. Carrie to find out Brent's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bring it to the free show. We'll find out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I can't speak for a child of today watching this. Or, you know, like when I say child, like a teenager of today watching this. And I don't know if they're going to identify with it. But I certainly do. And... I just want to say, I always thought like those rock and roll guys were cool in high school. Like I, I was intimidated to be friends with them because oh, they were they like, were awesome. you know, they were they were the, Who's that guy. The cool I don't remember that. Our he's, he's not so much that guy. No, I agree, but I know what they're going for. So I, I would I would recommend it. I would say check it. It's a lot of fun. It's yeah, it's it's fun, and it's not it's nothing too heavy. I mean, it's you know, it's creepy. Okay, uh, I was Eddie in in a lot of ways, not the sentimental side, but I think that's what they were going for with this character. That's why they cast this man to play this part because he did have that puppy dog look. He was supposed to be all metal, but he still had that soft quality to him. You know, uh, again, this is pre all the garbage that's going on in high schools now with the bullying and, you know, I mean, it was all still there. It just wasn't, we didn't take it to the extremes it's taken to now. They didn't have social media. Well, there you go. Yeah. They couldn't broadcast it, but, uh, no, he was, you know, he, he idolized this, this rock and roller. And he thought in the end, even after he passed away, that he still was his ally and his friend. He really thought he was his friend. Like I compared it to earlier, like in the song Eminem, or of Eminem, Stan, he writes to Eminem talking about how he's his biggest fan. He thinks they're friends. And in the end, he realizes, no, you know, but that takes a dark path as to where Eddie kind of redeems himself, which we all know Travis does not agree with when it comes to making deals with Satan. There is no coming back. There is no coming back. (laughs) So, but again, you know, it was, it was a movie that was fun. Some of the effects 
you know, were cool. I did like the, you know, the green mist. That was a cool effect. Uh, I still, to this day, it's one of my favorite scenes when he does the spin off of the speakers and he bows down, he comes back up and half his face is laying yes, on the microphone. That. that is hilarious. <laughs> I never noticed that before. Oh my God. So I love that. Yeah, I point it out all the time. My daughter goes, Oh my God, that is the worst makeup. <laughs> but there again, we were talking about how he really got into it. And I think that's it. He was just up there sweating, probably really getting into this performance he's putting on and it just went and nobody noticed it until. You know, it was too late, and, and then it's now it's in the movie. But uh, uh, I could, I could see. I didn't really buy the the romantic connection that quick between him and the girl. Yes, until like Colin said in that part where they're driving. And I always want to do that, and she does. She has that look of admiration. That, you know, and you think she makes that connection. Do I think she wanted to marry him and have his children? Probably not. But she at least had a respect for him. I think she felt sorry for him in the beginning, and then it grew from there. Uh, his friend Roger, Roger's one of my favorite characters because he's a coward, and 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 like I said from Nightbreed, you know, God, I love a coward because they're they're always fun. You can manipulate him, and that's what happened with him. And even he, he felt bad. He's sitting outside with like his head hanging down because he knew he sold out everybody in the high school and got half of them killed. You know, oh yeah, that's a great moment. Yeah, was that? That's when he has to go turn off the power, and he's yeah. like, "Let me do one thing right." Yeah, yeah, because he knew he killed everybody. Yeah. Which, which I'm calling bad, bad friend on Eddie. Is that his name, Eddie? Yeah, yeah Ragman. Okay, yeah, because when Roger's going to bust open the fuse box. Sammy Kerr is paying no attention to him until he screams out the name Roger, Roger and then Sammy no, no. turns around. So I'm calling bad friend on Eddie on that one. Yeah. But uh no, it's it's a lot of fun. I, I love the movie. I liked it, you know, back then. I again, like you, I saw it on video. I was gone when it was in theaters, but uh when I got back, it was one of the first movies I watched when we come back because we'd heard all you know how awesome it was. <laughs> awesome. But no, it's a movie you can watch and have a lot of fun with, though. Yes. Uh that's it for me. I hate this movie. <laughs> you haven't seen Don't Transformers Age of Extinction. That's why you're saying that. Doesn't Wait, matter. then yeah. you will know the true meaning of suffering. I just hate this movie. I, I just, I've seen better versions of this movie. Like, I just, I mean, 976 Evil Black Roses to me are just better versions. You're crazy. Of I'm not crazy. I'm I'll tell you why. Black Roses <laughs> starts out with like a Cthulhu start where it's fucking the Black Roses playing a concert. And as they start fucking rocking out to Lizzie Borden's Me Against the World. Which is a a bona fide metal fucking like like teenage song that actually hit the charts. It's not this fast way <laughs> shit. Bonafide, bonafide. Uh, there have been people. The dude, the the, the singer, the singer has a fucking like monster head, and like their music turns other kids into monsters and shit. A very Cthulhu thing that they're like metal. I fucking hated that. Movie. It's a horrible movie. I'm not like I'm not saying it's not a horrible movie. <laughs> if it's is that the one where movie, Big Pussy this, from hey, Sopranos I'm, I'm, gets attacked by a fucking giant drain uh, cleaner? It, it's a giant. It's a has a monster head on it. It looks oh, like well, a fucking it all yeah. better. Yeah, it does. Well, like it's I one said, of the worst scenes ever. It's got special effects. It's not just like ew, gooey ears. This has <laughs> got <laughs> optical effects. There's lightning ears, and shit. And it's got the and chick. Black roses has the chick who who uh, who's topless that starts turning into a monster in the bathroom. That was pretty cool. That was on the back cover. <laughs> you don't see much of it in the movie. I'm just saying that it's like I don't know. This movie is just it's it, it's it just falls short on every level to me as a horror movie. As a like Carrie like type of ripoff, as a I just don't like this movie. I don't like how you know, like I said, it's one thing if you have the concept of the song and the music talking to the spirits, but then when Sammy Kerr just comes out and just like hee hee and just fucking zapping shit, 
Samuel. It would have been. That's what I'm saying. Like Michael Jackson should have been in this movie. Like, and it should have been like that way. He would have been like, ah, as he like blew shit up. Like, you know, Grammy crotch and a person would explode. Yeah, he's gonna do that the rest of his career with like videos, right? I mean, that's right. That one where he blows up the car. It's almost like real life. Where when I first saw. You know, this is my fucking heavy metal past, dude. I first saw, when I first saw a poster for Megadeth's Peace Sells But Who's Buying, it has Vic Rattlehead, the skeleton guy, like leaning on the for sale sign with America all fucking blown up and shit like that. I was like, Megadeth, dude, what the fuck is this shit, dude? These guys get it. Skeleton guy, whatever. And then, I mean, in listening to Megadeth, I just, I saw that image. I saw this fucking, this Vic Rattlehead in the apocalypse. Then I saw what Dave Mustaine looked like in a video, and I'm like, ah, God, tight rolled pants and white Nike tennis shoes. And like, it's just like, Jesus, why can't I just have the heavy metal vision? You know, and I feel like that's how I feel about Sammy Kerr in this movie. It's like before Sammy Kerr appears, you have this image of Sammy Kerr. He appears. It's like, ah, you, sir, are not a rock guy. The, uh, you know, yeah, it's just like, I don't know. And just the idea that, like I said, horror movies, like no one dies in this fucking movie. People disappear in this movie. Like, eh. Like, what a cheap way to kill people in a horror movie is by going zap and their empty clothes fall to the ground. What a fucking, like, Wizard of Oz, Harry Potter-esque sort of, like, deal. Left behind. Left behind? <laughs> yeah, it keeps rapturing, whatever. I just, uh, especially with Kevin Yeager, someone like Kevin Yeager, it's just like, Jesus Christ, it's like, did they use him? What did they do with him? <laughs> he, he must have done Sammy's makeup, right? Yeah, he rigged up yeah. all the electronic did he, did he effects. The, did he, he did the, the monster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. That thing looks brilliant. Once again, why would your most brilliant thing like not be in the movie at all? I mean, that should have he should have turned in that fucking thing. It's a big the, rubber looking monster. Should have turned the show for like a it's half like one a of those second. Ones that used to go on your thumb. Yeah, it came out of the bubble. No, that thing yeah. was huge. It like <laughs> took up the whole back seat with her. Yeah. They should have used that for the end or something like that. Well, I did like the, and I that would have been more stunt than special effects. But the scene where he's doing the the sacrifice and all the faces around fire that was kind of cool. But, yeah, no, <laughs> there was a lot of mechanical it. effects. Just not there. for me, man. I just lights never. inside of stereo systems doing stuff. And, I mean, I saw this movie right along all the other horror movies. I was all watching at the same time. This movie just like. Yo, it's just not. I just don't like it. Not a good slasher movie. It's not a good Yo. horror movie. It's called Trick or Treat. It's called. It's just not a good horror movie. I appreciate the rock and roll nightmare and bullshit of it. The rock and roll like supernatural crap. I mean, that has a. Spe- I mean, it has a special place in my heart just because this is the music of horror movies. At least to me, you know. If you watch the end of like Sleepaway Camp two, it fucking has a. You know, like I mean, uh, didn't uh, Leatherface Texas Chainsaw Massacre three end with like a mm-hmm. hair metal? Yeah. Hair metal is just the fucking. This is your invitation to come join Leatherface. Yeah, dude. I mean, I love hair. Evil hair metal is just the soundtrack of '80s horror movies. So that's why rock and roll nightmare movies. I mean, none of the rock and roll nightmare movies are good. Not all of them. But I think I would. Uh, Black Roses is my at least the one I can like. Eh. <laughs> I can Not think about it and have fun. <laughs> but none of them are watchable, and so is this. Ouch. Well, okay, so Travis and I have very different opinions on on this type of movie, but that that is the thing I think that was the appeal. It's like the 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 mashup of horror movies and heavy metal music. 
I mean, it was like a match made in hell. I mean, back in the eighties, because you had like, you know, they're both, they both appeal to the exact same audience, right? It's right, your exactly. kind of, uh, what do you say? Not mainstream type, uh, you know, uh, outsiderish kind of, uh, uh, not rejected That's by society, outcast. but yeah, it's the, the perceived outcast of society, which, you know, it's like, this is why this movie spoke to me as a kid. I mean, Carrie is a better movie. It's a much better movie, right? Carrie yep. is a goddamn work of art. Yeah. I will give you that, right? So you can have your work of art, but you can have your little fucking, you know, like hot dog, you it's know, not nacho. good enough for 976 Evil, though. No, because 976 Evil fucks it up. This we does just, too! Well, uh, no, in my wrap-up. I got it. You already had your deal where you were saying Black Rose is so much better than this. I'm like, Black Rose is a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Rock Roll Nightmare is a fucking piece of shit. And 976 Evil, unfortunately, is also a piece of shit. It's better than this. It, wrong. There you go. Final word, because I'm right here on, on the wrap-up. Because this movie, like, crystallizes, it takes <clears throat> these two things, horror and metal, mashes them up. It's got, like, the official seal of having, you know, like, your horror, your rock and roll titans in it, uh, Gene Simmons and Ozzy Osbourne. It, um, I fucking lost my goddamn train of thought. <clears throat> but and it takes the Carrie thing, like I, like I was saying, Carrie's a better movie, but I think that this does... The what Brent was saying earlier, it's like, you know, that Sammy Kerr becomes gay. I'm like, I don't agree with that necessarily. It's like Sammy Kerr is the personification of Carrie's power. Like, because that's the thing that like where this movie makes the split and is able to redeem Eddie Weinbauer because he's still able to retain his humanity, he recognizes that his power, you know, which is by proxy Sammy Kerr, is this evil thing. And like we, I gotta fucking stop this. And this is the thing. Like, it is a moment of maturity. He grows up. He has a character arc in this, I think. And I think that's what makes this movie work. It's like, yeah, there's a little bit of romance, but it's like, this isn't like, you know, cause I know that we've talked before, like, you know, romances in these movies always seem very forced and contrived. I'm like, but there's barely any of it here. It's like, this is the beginning of something that may or may not go anywhere. You know, these people are from two different worlds. It's like, they may not mash up she's at all. It. She hounds him. <laughs> she she feels guilty. She's got some guilt. So maybe she does, but it's puppy love. It's fucking, it's not adult mature love. It's teenagers like, you know, he fancies her because she's hot and she likes him because he's a sensitive guy that's been picked on and I feel sorry for him. So, you know, where that goes from there, all they do is they have a, a, a very chaste smooch. Like, maybe I'll see you again. If I do, maybe we can continue this. But otherwise, I'm going off to my fucking death. You know, I mean, this is it. So he, you know, runs off and I'm like, okay, I'm cool with that. This is not like overplayed. It's like, uh, I don't know. I like, I like, uh, I do like the cast. I think, uh, uh the casting. I like, uh, especially the guy who plays Sammy Kerr, just I thought like fucking knocked it out of the park because, you know, it's like, this is a part that, you know, Really, the movie kind of lives or dies on the Mark Price character. It's like you got to have empathy with Weinbauer or you don't buy into this. And I like, you know, the the evil Ed type character, his like, you know, loser sidekick, who's actually probably the wisest of the people. It's the Glenn Morgan character, Roger. Uh, but Sammy Kerr is like the one that like has to be, you know, the. I keep saying like energy or electrifying or whatever. It's a pun, unfortunately, because he is a fucking, you know, electrical thing. But, uh, uh, you know, I mean, like 
he really does take that part, which could have been a piece of shit, and made it into something. Because, I mean, there's nothing there, really, in the writing. Yeah. You know, We're saying that there is, like, a, a psychology to his character, but that's still, like, slim. It's how <laughs> yeah. he appears on the screen. And that guy looks like a fucking rock star. You know, and I'm like, it's hard to pull off, because I remember watching Queen of the Damned, right? Where, uh, what's that? that fucking guy's name? The actor. Uh, oh, I tried. To I can't remember. His, he was like Charlie's Theron's boyfriend at one point. Uh, and he was in the remake of Night Stalker. And, but anyway, he like got up on stage in this moment, you know, where he was playing the vampire Lestat, who was this rock star at the time. And they had a huge throng of people and he's up there performing. And I'm like, this is the worst fucking rock performance that I've ever seen in my life because this guy doesn't know. It's like, it's a weird thing. Like rock stars and, and TV journalists are like the hardest things I think for like actors to approximate. Like I have never seen a convincing, like an actor trying to play a journalist. They just don't nail it right. Cause journalists have a specific way of talking. Rock stars have a certain way of performing and actors can't ever do it. It's either you get a fucking rock star in there or whatever. And this movie was kind of clever. They're like, well, we're going to get a guy who's a fucking dancer and just have him like show up and do all this stuff. And maybe he can, you know, we'll play the song for him in the morning and, you know, he'll be able to <laughs> lip sync to it. So that's maybe, you know, at least half dodgy, of <laughs> but I don't think that, you know, it doesn't matter as much as like what he's actually doing. And that guy, I like was running around and doing all this crazy shit. And it's like, I don't know. Uh, Sammy Kerr has gone on, I think, in my mind, to become like this, uh, you know, because, again, I live on a, an online or I'm looking him up like every Halloween. I'm like, yeah, Halloween equals Sammy Kerr. You know, Michael Myers, obviously, is at the top. But there's like every Halloween, it's like, remember trick or treat, man. You go back and you look and there's all these like sites dedicated. There's like shit about Sammy Kerr on metal uh like archives or whatever yeah. from the eighties. Like if you were a kid now and you looked up the name Sammy Kerr, they treat him like he was a real dude. Like here's when he was born. Here's when he died at this fucking high school thing. You know, like there are legitimate biogra- biographical entries for him. <laughs> so <laughs> that I think is just awesome. So like this obscure little movie, the character has kind of, yeah, the character is bigger than the movie in some way. Like, you know, the ghost of Sammy Kerr still is out there. The legend of Sammy Kerr, because it's a fucking cool name. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I like it also. And I, I, you know, I think, you know, a lot of it is my nostalgia for it, you know, coming from the eighties. I grant yes. you that I, I yes. a lot of it. <laughs> so it's like, could I recommend it to a kid of today? Probably not. Uh, but I think like if you're from that era and you missed it, then you should go back and it's going to fucking take you right back to them again. You're going to know the people. You're going to know the time. And I think, like, if you missed it, you owe it to yourself to go check out Trick or Treat. And that's my wrap-up. Sorry, it was very long. Uh, next week, Sean is back, and he is bringing, he's told me this, he's bringing Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers, The Producer's Cut, which is out on the new Blu-ray from Shout Factory. It's Halloween 6, The Producer's Cut. So we're going to find out, because this one has never apparently been made commercially available. It's always been like a bootleg cut for years we're going to find out if it improves the movie, because I think the movie was kind of crap. Mm. Maybe the producer's cut's better. We're going to find out next week on the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast. That sounds like you've had a sequel. <laughs> 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 and that's all. <laughs>